come to this happy place. Welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For So today on Miles from Main Street, we're doing Disney versus Universal. Who's going to win? I think we know who's going to win, <laughs> but uh, based on the podcast that you're listening to right now, but we have lots to say, uh, and I've been to Universal recently, so I have plenty of things to say and, and plenty of things to tell you guys about uh, the trip that I went on, um, but uh, it's Disney versus Universal, um, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see who who we decide to go with. Um, but like I said, uh, I recently went to Universal. Um, my girlfriend and I uh, decided we wanted to go. I mean, basically because they have Harry Potter, um, and I've I've said this before, but it it's like if they just had a Harry Potter, if there was a ticket to buy to go just to Harry Potter, I'd buy that a hundred percent. Because it is kind of like its own little thing. Um, it is technically in two different parks. So you do have to get the universal version of a park hopper. So this universal park hopper uh, was around like just over $200, which is, I believe that's more expensive than a a Disney park park hopper. For one day, I believe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which is, I mean, that's crazy within itself. but and that's that's just two parks to be able to hop from park to park and and the big reason you want that uh if you are a Harry Potter fan is um you you can uh ride the train from from park to park uh there's a train there that will take you from one park to the other park and uh i mean that was really cool and and honestly uh talking about universal all of the Harry Potter stuff was really cool um the Harry Potter rides that they had there were all really great. I have to say the uh, Hagrid's motorbike adventure, the roller coaster that they had there is a, an awesome roller coaster. Like there's a lot of really cool stuff and some really cool technology associated with that roller coaster. And I mean, I, I had a great time on it. Um, I had a great time on a bunch of the other rides um, and, and areas that I had not been before. It is kind of one thing to understand is they they went for full immersion, uh, which um, they were very good at. They're very good at making you feel like you're immersed in the Harry Potter world, but they went for like authentic. So a lot of the shops are tiny, like just to be in, um, let alone trying to stuff all of the people um, that are trying to get into that shop into the shop. But yeah, it was very much. I mean, and, and that makes a lot of sense because that's kind of how all those shops looked and felt in Harry Potter. But you do kind of have to take into account that like you're putting this into a theme park. So you're going to be trying to cram like 120 people into these small shops. So um, that wasn't always great. Definitely kind of felt cramped even when there wasn't a lot of people in the shop. uh, It still felt cramped. So that's one, one thing to kind of understand with uh, Harry Potter land. Uh, but just honestly, every, like the immersion within itself um, in in that land 
in that land only really uh, at Universal is like next level. Really, the only area that can rival um, a, a land uh, by Disney. So that being said, I really enjoyed that area and I really enjoyed um, the Harry Potter land stuff and everything I was able to do. We did get into the park an hour early. Um, so we were able to do a couple things pretty easily, uh, only about two. And then as soon as the floodgates gates, gates open, uh, it was a Saturday, so it was a pretty busy day. Um, but it did feel like super hectic as soon it was, as, as it was like um, time to open the gates and like everybody came in. Um, Cause all of a sudden there was just a ton of people in the park. So um that was interesting. Uh, it definitely, it felt a lot more busy than Disney did. And we actually, at one point we were checking wait times, um, at Disney because wait times at universal were like, they were all over a hundred minutes. Like for all of the big rides, it was all over a hundred minutes. And at, at one point we walked by, it was like, um, it was like a Dr. Seuss like people mover. Like it was, <laughs> it was like if, if the people mover was Dr. Seuss, it would have been this ride. Um, and we walked by that and we saw that it was 80 minutes and we, we were like, are you, are you serious? This ride is 80 minute has an 80 minute wait. And they were like, Oh yeah. And it's like, are you serious? Like this was supposed to be down season for these parks. And granted it was a Saturday. So it's like, you do always have to take that into account, but still like, if that's, what and it was cold and it was like like that was the coldest day that we had there it was around like at one point it was like 49 degrees out so it was very very cold um we were freezing the entire time and that just didn't deter anybody <laughs> like people were showing up and the lines were long and there was unless you paid uh so at universal you have to pay to skip the lines and i think I, we didn't do it but I think it's just like a you pay and then you just get to like use the fast lane. Um, so that's interesting. We we didn't do that. So we ended up waiting in like the normal line everywhere. Um, and it was just like we didn't experience that like really even a little bit at Disney. Like we we experienced it at some spots, but at no point in our Disney vacation did we ever wait like over really over an hour and we ended up waiting like 120 minutes for like a couple rides so that was interesting um so there's there's my first big universal rant um but yeah so so all of that put together like i i, I mean harry potter land is definitely in its own league when it comes to universal but then like really like the rest of the park is just like pretty average like almost six flags average uh and that's saying a lot um so yeah i mean i i we kind of talked about it we really wouldn't go back anytime soon based on the experience that we had um and i don't know it, it's it's really like if if something big from harry potter comes out then maybe we'd go back but we just don't really see the draw of, of, of going back and experiencing that again, and really spending that much money for everything that we did. And you guys didn't really do a whole lot in the rest of the park, right? You just pretty much hit the Harry Potter stuff and got out. 
Correct. I kind of wanted to, and and honestly, that did take a good amount of the day. Uh, we ended up leaving around like six thirty or seven, and um, like that was that was us leaving early. <laughs> like we didn't leave that early at any of the Disney parks. We were also freezing, um, but I did want to kind of hit. Um, they have like a like a Jurassic Park area. It's not really a land. It's kind of more of like an area. Um, it's a lot more fleshed out than it used to be, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but I think we had like food there at one point and then like left just because like, that's all we could really do. So there's, there's more to do in that area, the Jurassic park area, but then really like, like we, we spent a, a lot of our time, uh, in the Harry Potter, Potterland area. Um, just because we're, and, and, and just to clarify the the big reason we went, uh, was because of Harry Potter land. Um, we're, we're both huge Harry Potter fans. We love Harry Potter. And so if, if you are a Harry Potter fan, um, and you want to experience this stuff by all means, uh, like buy tickets, go and enjoy yourself because it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, especially if you, if you're a huge Harry, Harry Potter fan, but the hard part is swallowing the fact that you paid like over $200 for these park hoppers. And like the rest of these parks are like average at best. Um, so that, that's, that's really hard to kind of like grapple with. Um, but yeah, we, we, we spent a large majority of our time at Harry Potter land. I, uh, I, I have a, an affinity for, universal as in their good competition to disney um so i have not been there since 1994 i'm aging myself by telling you that i was in high school then um i had a great time i remember it being uh not that crowded um again it was 1994 so there weren't crowds then from what I understand, even at Disney. Um, so I remember we could pretty much just go on whatever we wanted to. And it was fun being in high school with my buddies, just kind of being like, let's go here. Okay. Let's go there. And I don't remember a ton. I do remember back to the future had just opened and it was like the state of the art, go check <laughs> it out type of ride, um, which I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, so history wise, Disney was actually courting Joe Rowling to get the Harry Potter stuff. And they were butting heads because as we know, in the history of Disney, they want control that goes back to losing Oswald and the creation of Mickey Mouse, uh, when that happened. and they crave having that control. Joe Rowling also wanted the control. So she wanted too much or much more than uh, Disney was willing to give up. She wanted to be able to tell them how they're going to do it. Now, I think that when you have a creator like a Joe Rowling saying, I want to be involved you might want to have that person involved, but Disney likes their control. So things fell apart. So here's Universal 
at that time, they could not keep an average of a thousand people in their park per day. That's how poorly they were struggling. That's how much they were close to closing. They could not keep that park running. Um, had Disney been able to find a way to get Harry Potter, I think Universal would not be around anymore. There's no question. Um, so anyway, they basically said, whatever you want, you can have it. So she got all the control she wanted. They built Harry Potter. Uh, there is a guy by the name of Jason Sorrell. If you go out and you, he's written, he was a Disney Imagineer. He, uh, he's written a really great book on Haunted Mansion, uh, the history of Haunted Mansion. He's written one about Pirates of the Caribbean and also the uh, mountain rides through Disney. Um, Great guy. Uh, I've seen some interviews with him and really smart guy. And he left for Universal at about this time and helped them build uh, Harry Potter. So that's how we got to where we are now. If I could just uh, interject a little bit more with um, Avatar Land over in Animal Kingdom they kind of gave James Cameron a little bit of control when they brought in Pandora. So they kind of learned a lesson there. Um, and I think we can all appreciate that because if you are a fan of Avatar, uh, you can definitely see the returns they're getting within that land. I, I'm fully impressed with that. Uh, so back to Universal. I do appreciate having them. I think they pushed the bar and that made Disney have to change their game a little bit. And that's why we're getting something like star Wars and avatar. And even the way that toy story has been built. I think that has, I think that's had some uh, influence from Harry Potter as well. So, uh, you know, while I say, I don't really care for Universal. I do appreciate having them in competition because us, the fans, are winning. Now, I have not been to Universal since 1994. Why is that? Well, you kind of discussed it already. It's $200 a ticket, and I don't see a reason for me to spend more than a day there uh, when all I'm really interested in is the Harry Potter. The reviews I constantly see is that um, Harry Potter is the only thing worth seeing. Everything else is, you know, as you've said, is average. Um, That also makes it really difficult. Uh, Finally, unfortunately, I do not have the body type that fits on most of those rides at Universal. So I'm going to be standing on the sideline, waving at everyone go by. Um, That's not a lot of fun for $200. So when people complain about pricing at Disney, I get upset because nobody says a word about what Universal is doing and they cost more. Um, Universal has been charging more or charging for Express Pass for how long? And it's $100 a day. And Disney is getting killed over $15. Um, I think they're just catching up is all it is. 
There's a lot of other places now that have started because Disney has allowed it to start. I think them keeping it free has uh, had maybe kept some of the other parks at bay, but Universal has been doing it forever. So why are we not upset with them? I'll get off my soapbox and off of this tangent, (laughs) but um, I'm hoping that as we go through this discussion, Mikhailo is going to give me some reason to go, but so far I'm not hearing it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and part of that I think is just because I've made up my mind that like, I don't know if, if I need to go back anytime soon, uh, it would, it would be nice to be able to like pair a universal vacation with a Disney vacation. Um, and I was almost like toying with that. Like, yeah, every, every time I go to Disney, like maybe I can like pop over to universal. And it's like, at this point now, like, I don't think I need to. Um, but that being said, um, some of the positives, we've been talking a lot about the negatives, uh, the positives. Um, I do think that the rides that universal has crammed into itself are pretty decent. They are kind of on top of each other, which Disney doesn't have that going on. Um, really kind of like each ride is, is, um, thought out well of like where it is and like it has its own like little area and everything at Universal. It's like they're like right up on each other. Um, the only place it doesn't feel like that is Harry Potter land. And I think it's because it was thought up, like, like thought out a little better than, than the rest of the park. Um, like it was, it was really kind of like methodically like put out there. Um, and really universal doesn't have the room like Disney does, you know, universal came along after Disney had already moved in and just kind of bought the land that they could. And so they don't have the luxury of land like, like Disney does. Um, in case in point, the only reason they have volcano Bay is because they bought the old wet and wild water park and, Mm -hmm rebranded it um they you know they're there that's the struggle they have they need to use the land they have they can't just say hey we're going to use this chunk of land now yeah and so that that's one thing i have to say is that most of these rides and there were also rides that i didn't ride that that i was excited to be able to, to be able to ride and, and we just ended up either not having time or just <laughs> quitting on our on our day because it was so cold um but that's that's one thing that i have to say is that there are there are some pretty decent rides there um and rides that that if i was attending this this theme park uh, i'd be pretty excited to ride um one of them that comes to mind is the mummy roller coaster um that roller coaster is really great mainly because it kind of blends a high speed roller coaster it's almost like um Rock and roller coaster. If rock and roller roller coaster had a dark ride uh, in in the front, because basically what it does is is it's a roller coaster that kind of like pulls you through this dark ride area at first, and then it's got a launch, and then you launch this into this uh, like roller coaster section, um, which is pretty cool. I actually I, I took a friend on there once um, when we went, and uh, he wasn't a roller coaster fan, and uh, I had never been on it. And, um, we didn't realize that like, it's a legit roller coaster on the back end of it. Uh, and he loved it. Um, and he, um, that was kind of like his first, like 
soiree into the world of roller coasters. He's not a huge coaster fan now, but like he enjoyed that and he, and he was happy with it. Um, and it was very cool that it blends that like dark ride and roller coaster. Um, rip ride rocket. Um, I, <laughs> again, didn't get to ride it. Uh, and that that's one roller coaster that I've never ridden before. Uh, but my sister says great things about it. Um, and it's kind of cool because you can select a, um, you can select a soundtrack, uh, when you go on that roller coaster. So like you can select different soundtracks, like if you go on multiple times, um, another fun roller coaster that they have is the Hulk, which is actually, it's an older roller coaster, but it's got this really fun slingshot, um, uh, at the very beginning. And you basically like slingshot up a hill. And then you come down. Uh, we didn't, we didn't, again, we didn't ride that while we were there, but I've ridden that before and it's a lot of fun. Um, other fun rides that aren't um, Harry Potter. <laughs> um, I mean, some of the, um, some of the Dr. Seuss rides are like fun and whimsical. Um, I know uh, Kristen was excited to do those, but they were like 80 minute waits. So we weren't going to do that. Um, but those, those all look fun and whimsical and like, there's a whole, um, like Whoville, like, um, Dr. Seuss area. Um, but it, it all kind of looks a little run down. <laughs> like it just it really hasn't been taken care of much, but like it's, it's fun and whimsical. Um, and so if you have kids, kids will love that. Um, they do have, um, a Marvel section. Uh, we didn't, we lit, we, I don't think we walked through it at all, uh, because we just kept using the train to go back and forth, um, from park to park. Uh, we didn't, we didn't walk through that area at all. Um, but they, they do have that Marvel, Marvel ish area. It's, it's almost like, um, like a magazine area or something like that. Um, but they have Marvel characters and, and that's cool. Um, the, the, I mean, I think one of the biggest rides, um, that isn't in Harry Potter land is the Jurassic park ride. Um, it's like based on Raptors and I, I, we didn't write it because it was like almost like a two hour wait for that. Um, and that's Velocicoaster. It just Velocicoaster, opened yeah. what over the summer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still pretty new. Um, but I mean, that roller coaster looks insane. <laughs> we, we, we were over by there at one point and like the coaster itself looks really, it looks pretty intense. Um, so and it's gotten some good reviews. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those those are some of the rides that aren't um, in Harry Potter Land. Also, something that we noticed, and I think it was because of the cold, but like most of the stuff, like as soon as we were in the park, and actually like throughout the day, a lot of the roller coasters and stuff, they were all delayed. Um, which we didn't really have, and and delayed is like the the universal lingo for it being down um and so like we we really didn't i mean there was that one time with test track but like we really didn't run into that all that much um at disney i don't even think while we were there i don't think slinky dog went down and like i think that's the first time <laughs> that i've ever been at there with and slinky dog hadn't gone down at all that day um so that's interesting but yeah um I mean, that could have been because of the cold, but also like that could just be universal right now. Um, we'll never know. Um, but yeah, um, th those were, those were the rides. 
um, that were not Harry Harry Potter based. Um, and and I'll, I mean, there's a lot of them that that are very cool and very fun. Um, I would, I mean, I would put them up against certain rides at Disney, um, of course, because I mean, really, it's it's one to one with these parks. Like, it's not Six Flags, but I mean, parts of it feel like a Six Flags. But um, try to be positive. <laughs> um, the the rides at Harry Potter are are really next level to like all of the other rides besides like Velocicoaster and and probably the Mummy. Um, uh, they're just like next level to a lot of all the other stuff that's at the park. Um, Hag- uh, Hagrid's, we already kind of talked about that, but that's that's a really great roller coaster. Probably the probably the best roller coaster at the park. Um, but I haven't ridden Velocicoaster yet, so I can't see that. Um, but there's just some really cool tech happening there, and 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 the idea is really cool. Um, it's it's actually really fun. You sit in you you literally sit in a motorbike. There's a motorbike, and then there's a sidecar. Um, and I actually, I let Kristen sit, um, in, on the motorbike because I'm a good boyfriend. Um, and I sat in the sidecar sidecar was still very fun. Um, but, um, it's a, it was a cool, um, it was a cool train that they had, um, cool, cool riding instruments. So it was very fun. Um, they had a, a lot of really cool tech at, at one point. I think Disney has this in Rise of the Resistance, but the whole track dropped at one point. Um, I thought that was very cool. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Rise actually has that. Um, but yeah, the the whole thing dropped. We weren't even ready for it, um, and so that was really fun. Um, but yeah, that 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 ride was really cool. Um, the uh, Harry Potter uh, Forbidden Journey. Actually, Kristen really enjoyed this ride. I've ridden it before. I've ridden it before several times. Um, so I, I am less wowed by it, but um, it's, it's again, got some really cool tech. There's some really cool things going on and a lot of really great imagery um, on that ride. And so, uh, and it's basically just to kind of explain it, it. You're, you're just on an arm, like there's an arm holding you and you're, you're in this like contraption thing. And um, it's just moving you around from like scene to scene and like, like implementing you into the scene, um, which is ingenious because a lot of times, like when you're going through these like Disney dark rides, uh, like you feel like you're going through the scene, but, but this ride actually like brings you to, to the scene and like puts you right up against um, like, like spiders and like right up against uh, Dementors and stuff like that. So that's, uh, that's really cool. Um, but then the, the last ride, um, which was uh um what do they call it um uh, the gringotts uh ride it's like the gringotts i forgot what it's called uh escape from gringotts um and and uh i really enjoyed that one mainly because uh i love that scene in the movies um but it's it's a, a roller coaster basically that kind of takes you around gringotts and um uh like brings you through like escaping Gringotts with, with Harry and the gang. And in the movies, it like, it's, it's one of those typical scenes where it's like, you watch the movie and you're like, that should be a ride. And they literally made it. Uh, one, one of the ones that, that sticks in my head uh, and it's a Disney movie is the water slide from George of the jungle. <laughs> I would always watch that and be like, they need to make this a ride. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it looked like it would be fun in the movie, and then they made it fun in a ride. Um, so that's that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, there there are several times Disney has done this, like the Millennium Falcon, making that a ride. That's amazing. Um, but I don't know. This this was kind of like the perfect melding of like me watching it in a movie and being like, that needs to be a ride. And then they made it. <laughs> so uh that's very cool uh so i i think that was my my favorite ride that we rode that day um uh i would be remiss if i didn't mention flight of the hippogriff however it's very much like a, a small it's like a small coaster it's like a barnstormer um and it's i don't know uh, th- there's a cool animatronic in it uh there's there's a uh, buckbeak am- animatronic that you see you can actually see the back of it really well in the queue. Um, but I mean, it's nothing to write home about. It's a, it's a barnstormer. It's literally a barnstormer. It's like that same kind of like, like roller coaster size for, for being a barnstormer. Um, is it as short as the barnstormer? It's short. Yeah. It's very short. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's, it's literally the barnstormer clone over at universe. Um, but the, um, the last thing that you can really ride that's technically a ride uh, is the train because it is a means of conveyance. However, it's also got um, LED screens. So it looks like you're actually like leaving um, King's Cross and like you're going to Hogwarts. Uh, so I thought that was very cool. And of course, um, there's there's peril and there's um, Dementors that that get on the train and you can see the dementors in the, the, the actual door has an led screen in it too. Um, so you see people walk up to the door, um, like Ron and Harry and Hermione are over by there too. Um, the girl that fell in love with Ron draws a heart on the door and then, um, dementors come and, and they freeze the door and everything. So, um, all of that stuff happens. It's all very cool. It's all very fun. Um, but yeah, those those are the rides. Just like the, those rides are head and shoulders over a lot of the other rides that are in the park. Um, spare for a couple, uh, and even even the roller coasters that I've ridden at Universal, I wouldn't put over some of these rides. And there are roller coasters at Disney that I would put over some rides, other rides at Disney that I think would are better than Universal rides. So it's not even that like. I prefer coast or prefer um, dark ride, like your, your typical Disney dark rides over coasters because um, uh, universal is coaster heavy. Um, definitely coaster heavy. Um, but that's the thing is that like, I mean, coasters are fun. And if it's a fun coaster, like, of course, like I'm going to enjoy it. But just like the detail that's put into a bunch of these rides and, and the things that you can do on them uh, are just really next level. Um, so th- there's your pitch for reasons to go to Universal. Um, there, there are definitely 100% reasons to go to Universal. Um, and there's, there are reasons to go back. I just wouldn't do it. I'm, I'm just not clamoring to go back right now just because of the experience that i had um but yeah i think now is a probably good time to start doing disney versus universal um and i guess 
one of the big things I wanted to talk about, Brian, was the consistency through through Disney. Um, there are some areas of the parks. I can't really think of a lot, but there are some areas of these parks that are kind of subpar. Um, there are some some rides at Disney that are kind of subpar, but I feel like the big difference between Disney and Universal is the consistency. Um, and Disney is kind of ever changing. We know that we we live that. We know that that's Walt's mantra. That's always been what Walt wanted. Um, Disney is ever changing. They're always updating things. I honestly don't think that's what Universal does. Uh, like I don't think Universal has ever really gone through giant changes, except for when they put in Harry Potter Land. Um, but um, consistency is definitely something to point at for both these parks. That's interesting. That's not something that I've heard before. Um, you know, like you said, Disney does work at being consistent. And when you look at Universal, um, and I'm trying to think back to when I was there, uh, I don't remember there being specific lands or areas. Um, it was just kind of, here's the Ghostbusters ride over there is back to the future. Um, and I know like what from watching some videos that they do have areas now that seem to be themed. Um, I'm, con- I'm thinking of like the blues brothers area. Um, and I mean, Harry Potter is all one giant tied together thing, but uh, could you tell me now, are there, is there a flow to it? Like when you go through magic kingdom, you go either forward in time or backward in time, depending on which direction you're doing the circle. Right. So there is a continuity through the park. Um, And I think you get some of that in every, every park that Disney has. what about in universal? Yeah, you, you definitely hit the nail on the head. Um, it's at universal there. I think, and and I think they've, you really, you really have to think about it. You have to think hard about the areas that, that you're in. Um, but really honestly, universal is just kind of like, here's this, here's this, here's this. Um, and, and nothing really has like a big theme to it. Um, it's just kind of like stuff is scattered around and, um, it's, it's kind of funny. There, there are pockets there. There are pockets at these parks that are themed extremely well. Harry Potter definitely is like at the very top. Um, Springfield is, is themed very well. Uh, I think we just kind of like walked past it at one point. We didn't kind of like walk in and peruse Springfield, but I know, I know watching Tim tracker videos and stuff like that that area is themed really well. Uh, and we can even talk about like, like single rides in areas being themed really well. Um, the, the show building that minions is in looks exactly like roots house. It's, it's hilarious. (laughs) It's, it's, it's really fun. Um, but that's the thing is that like, it doesn't 
all flow together. There's like no story kind of tying everything together other than in these individual lands, lands doing air quotes that they have. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very much kind of like, here's this, here's this also this, this is over here too. Um, and there's, it's, it's really hard to kind of like have any sort of continuity to what's happening in each area. Um, so it's, I mean, and, and that's, what's sad is that Disney takes the cake on a lot of that. Um, and, and this is kind of why I've said that there are certain areas of Universal that feels like a Six Flags, because that's kind of how Six Flags is, is it's very much kind of like, here's your next roller coaster. That roller coaster is over there, too. This is also a roller coaster right here. And we've, we've put another roller coaster over there. And so it's like, that's kind of how it feels. It's like, it's like, here's your Minions ride. Here's your race through through New York ride. Mummy ride? Oh yeah, that's that's down that way. So it's like like the whole the whole area doesn't flow uh and it doesn't really make a lot of sense like where why certain things are where. Um I'm sure there is and you kind of have to think about it a little hard. Um but yeah, that's I think that's that's the big difference between the two parks is just just when disney was built it there was thought put into everything and i feel like when universal was built it was kind of like let's throw a bunch of cool rides out here (laughs) um you know uh disney disney world in particular is the second park um their second chance at it and they you know they've had all their experiences that they had with disneyland to build upon. Um, and I guess I'm speaking mostly to magic kingdom right now, but when you think about the rest of the parks that they've built, um, it's kind of the same thing. Now, if we focus in on Hollywood studios itself, it does kind of, there are areas where it's like, it's like studios, right? Like here's frozen. Here's little mermaid, you know, here's the Muppets. Oh, and if you walk through this tunnel, now you're in star Wars land, but like those areas are themed together. And it sounds like universal, like I'm, and I'm considering the area by Indiana Jones and, you know, like frozen uh, and you have the, um, the ABC commissary in there. And like, that is like old world, studio right like that's how hollywood studios originally was was just kind of throwing things out and i think maybe disney picked up on it a little quicker or universal was just too far gone to be able to pivot um but we're getting into this more immersive we're getting into this immersive um experience that is what people are wanting. Like they want to be immersed. They want to feel like they're a part of it now. And that's where Hollywood studios is, is headed is into that more immersive experience Um, and universal. And this is probably going back to the lack of land they have, but you know, I think if we think, and I'm, this is me just speculating now, but if we think about their history, 
um, Harry Potter saved their butts. And coming from that and having the growth they've had since then, they're still kind of moving that, that park maybe into more of a, okay, here's this area, here's this themed area, and we're going to immerse you in that. And they haven't been able to fully realize how that's going to look yet. Um, it's it's an interesting dynamic that they have. I find that to be something off-putting. If I'm going to walk in, I want to feel like there's something. And maybe that's the Disney in me, right? Like, that's how I've been trained now. I want to feel like I've, I'm a part of it, or at least that the story is flowing for me. Um, and if it's random, and I think that's a lot of the knock on Dino Land, right? Like it just feels like you're in a a, a park. You're like it's it's not immersive like you would want. I will defend it and tell you the story over and over again, but I can see the argument as to why it needs to go and why people don't like it as well. And I think we're seeing a lot of that in Universal and. Hopefully they're pivoting from that. Again, I want to see the competition because us as the consumer are winning. We are absolutely winning when these two people are fighting, these two businesses are fighting or competing with each other. So I'm hoping that Universal is heading that direction and will continue to push the envelope. But I mean, and I and I totally get that. And 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 no way. Am I saying Universal is bad? Um, like you, you, you may you may listen to everything that we've said, and they're like, "Oh, they they hate Universal. They they think Universal is bad. They're not. It's not as good as Disney." You're right. It's it's not as good as good as Disney. Um, but there are areas where it's pretty darn close, and there are also areas where it's like this is a completely different thing. Like this is a completely different type of experience than something I can do at Disney. Now, is the whole park worth it? I wouldn't say so. Not just yet. Um, but that's the thing is that like I 100% would go back and ex- experience um, what I experienced and then hopefully be able to experience more. Uh, maybe when it's a better day out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's the thing is that like by no means are we saying or even like I'm saying that universal is bad. Universal is actually very, very good. Um, and there, there are definitely people out there who, who love it and, and very much enjoy it. Um, I, I just think that again, yeah, like they're, they're, they're kind of behind on updating their parks. Uh, I kind of mentioned it a little bit, but, um, I feel like Disney and 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 this is kind of like a good and bad thing, Brian, because we we do kind of get annoyed by like, oh, this ride is getting refurbished, uh, like while we're here, or like ah, this all of Epcot is is under construction. It's Walcott now, and um, stuff like that. But it's like, yo, we're getting a completely new Epcot. <laughs> like, be happy about that. I think that's awesome. Epcot is my favorite park, and so like. I'm super psyched about that. Like that's going to be awesome. I just don't think Universal's done enough of that. And and maybe a little bit of that is that they've been paying more attention to 
you know, like opening these other areas, um, kind of like letting themselves sprawl out. Uh, Volcano Bay was big in there. Um, the water park, what's, is the water park called Volcano, Volcano Bay? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, Bay, yeah. the, the water park is Volcano Bay. Um, uh, they opened up a bunch of new hotels. The hotels there are actually really great. Um, we were able to stay at um, the Sapphire Falls Hotel. So that um, it was a really nice hotel um, <laughs> compared to going from the All-Stars. So that that was pretty cool. Uh, however, I mean, we, we can talk about that too. Uh, maybe that's an episode um, comparing um, uh, a stay at Sapphire Falls to a stay at a Disney Resort. I there were parts of the Disney Resort I still very much enjoyed over Sapphire Falls. Um, but like that's the thing is they have all these other things kind of going on. Um, so I feel like maybe that took away from updating and maintaining and um, making their parks better. Um, and and you were right, they kind of they did kind of like box themselves into a corner in the way that they for initially did their park. Um, whereas Disney had the money to say, okay, we're, we're, we're moving away from the way we just did this. Um, cause they're Disney, they, they've got the money to do it. So, um, I think that that's kind of what's going on with those parks. Um, do I want to see them do better and have, and have all these, these amazing areas? Of course. Um, if they can, Honestly, I I was kind of excited when I saw that the um, Jurassic Park land was getting a little more fleshed out. I thought that was very cool. There's more to do there than we did. Um, there's a lot more to do there than than we were able to do. Um, so that's very cool. So hopefully that is kind of like bleeding into the rest of the park. But there's there's a lot of park there, uh, and there's a lot of park there to to update. So it. It might take a while, but that's the thing is that the areas that they have updated and the other, the areas that they have created are top notch. Like they're, they're definitely up there. So I guess take it, take it with a grain of salt, the things that we say, uh, because, and, 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 and definitely don't read into us saying that universal is bad. Um, but that's kind of, kind of where we're sitting. Um, with Disney and Universal is that, um, and I may mean, be talking for you, Brian, um, but but we kind of have this idea that um, Universal kind of has to has to do a little bit of catch up, but they're they're doing it. They're they're making their strides. Um, they're coming out with some amazing experiences. Um, I guess just consistency is is all I the, what I would like to see from from universal and just to finish that up the last thought i have is um you know disney has always been the 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 leader in customer service and it was interesting in the past year or so as people have been going to universal more and there's been more interest in universal we've seen a lot of the uh prominent Disney bloggers um, starting to cover universal more. And I found it, I found it very interesting that those vloggers were going into universal to get the experiences to bring back to their listeners. 
and telling us how terrible the service was, <laughs> telling us about how bad things could be there, uh, which is not what I expected. I expected them to go in and say, here's what you can do. These things are really cool. Check out these restaurants, blah, blah, blah. Um, I did not expect to hear they've got issues um, from some of these people. And I have not heard that from the public. I have heard the things that we talked about as far as what you experience. Um, but I have not heard customer service issues. Uh, and maybe in the last few months that's been cleaned up. I don't know. I mean, they're going through the same struggles as the rest of the nation as far as hiring people. Who knows what is really going on? Um, you know, I don't hear a lot of the customer service issues now. So I'm assuming that a lot of that is getting cleaned up and is getting better. Um, so they, you know, they have their things to do. And again, I, I'm pulling for them because I want that competition. So um, I, I would encourage anyone to go out there. I think if you guys have been, I would love to do a trip report with you guys on Universal. Uh, so just send us that email, miles from Main Street Podcast at gmail.com. It would be wonderful for, to hear from you guys. We'd love to talk some more Universal with you, hear your experiences, hear what you guys are enjoying out there. Um, you know, as, as Michaela said, we may have been a little bit negative here, but um, we want to hear the positives too. So tell us how we're wrong. Um, don't have a trip report, but you still want to tell us off. Come on out to our socials. Uh, let us know. Um, we've got a community, but we've also got the, the Facebook page. We're on Instagram and on Twitter. You can find all that information within the show notes. Uh, I got easy links in there now for everybody. So you can just go in there and click, uh, on your favorite social media platform. It'll take you right there. So. Uh, please come on out and join the conversation out there. It would be wonderful to talk to everybody. Yeah, like and subscribe. That's what we want you guys to do. Like and subscribe. Um, we definitely have more content coming out. We're, we're probably going to be able to incorporate Universal into a lot of what we're talking. So if you're interested in Universal, keep listening because we're, we're going to talk about more. Um so yeah, um, thought this was a pretty decent episode. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, it went well. I think this is a uh, good stuff. Uh, I've been leery to talk Universal, <laughs> but I did enjoy it. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I I always have fun with my buddy Brian. But as we say, some live close, and others don't. So let's talk about it. We'll see you next time on Miles from Main Street. <laughs> <laughs>